0: Thanks for your contributions and your listening ears.
1: That's okay, thanks
0: for your music. Oh, no worries. Anytime. We're available for weddings, parties, bar mitzvahs, festivals, rallies, protest rallies
1: on Sunday. Thank
2: you very much. Rightio, so we got the fish with the mixture in it, the sugar cane and the lime. Mix that through. Might need a little bit more lime and sugar cane. That's what they did. Then we're just gonna add coriander seeds into a mortar, mortar and pestle, fennel seeds, give it a smash. And like I don't go too crazy with it, I kind of leave a little bit of coarser stuff just for a bit of texture. I don't mind it. Beautiful seasoning. Move these oysters out of the way,
1: and we'll get some shallots in there. He doesn't know who you are. (laughs) Hello. Hello. make a market piece for the radio BFM each week and I'd love to know why why your stall is so pink today. Well, we have had a fair bit of cancer in our
3: immediate family, including our 14-year-old granddaughter, very young. She's in remission right now, thank goodness. Her other grandmother died from breast cancer and about 4 weeks ago her other grandfather died from cancer. So, it means a lot to us and we like to support this as much as we can.
1: How do you support it? I mean, obviously your beautiful strawberry stall is pink, but how does it go beyond that?
3: We'll do anything that they want us to do, the Jane McGrath Foundation. How did you get involved with them? Did you get in touch? No, they contacted us, and once a year, this time every year, they have this pink day here at this market.
1: Well, you look beautiful in pink, and it is a beautiful colour to celebrate something, you know, so serious. Where is all your family? Where is your granddaughter? Mewilemba. Is it something that she is kind of grown up with
3: and aware of? No, no. She was only diagnosed earlier this year and she's gone through several very intense chemo and radiation. Like everyone, all her hair fell out and everything, you know. But she's in remission now and she's coming good now. So. She's staying positive and eating lots of strawberries? Very much so, yes. She loves our strawberries, yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we'll, we'll do whatever we can to support the Cancer Foundation.
0: I'm Barb Pinter. We're sitting under the, um, the pink stall at the pink breast cancer support, Byron Farmers Market. All the market store holders have donated um, some of their beautiful produce like I'm looking at broccoli, beautiful tomatoes, red bananas, cauliflower, silver beet, fennel, beans, we've had strawberries and blueberries, we've had an amazing array here. All this beautiful produce is for the visitors to our stall. So anyone who's coming to our stall to support our stall by either wearing lots of pink or making a donation or buying a raffle ticket or a, I mean, in any way showing their support for the local support group and what we do, we're offering them to take something from this table. So, you know, there's even two t-shirts on here. We've just had a little bit of a different time. We've lost one of our beautiful friends who at this market last year, um, Anna Marie was our beautiful pink fairy so uh, we're really missing her today and we're thinking of her, we're really thinking of her with a lot of love in our hearts today and her loved ones and family because if we're missing her we can only imagine how it must feel for them. She was very, she was young. A lot of our volunteers have had breast cancer themselves, and a lot of them are just coming because they want to support the organisation. Because, like you say, they've been affected by it in some way. And we have, you know, volunteers in the background, like you know, my son and my ex-husband today, who's set up this marquee, and they've definitely been affected by my or my ups and downs with breast cancer over the last um, 13 years. So, Often you see the pink table but there's a lot more behind it going on and a lot of the women can't get here because they're, they're having scans today or they've just had an operation or they're having chemo or they're just not up to it. So they're just needing to honour themselves and we always say that you honour yourself if you need to go back under the doona or the sheet because it's getting a bit hot, <laughs> um, do it. don't soldier on because soldiering on is not a good chemical wash for your body, for yourself.
2: My name is Jory and I'm a world famous moccasin maker but I also happen to be a world famous pollen dealer. I imported my first ton of West Australian pollen to America in 1976 and I've been involved with it ever since and I've usually got some of the only pollen available and it's always the best, that's my last name. Bee pollen is one of the Highest vibrational foods on the planet. It's one of the most nourishing foods on the planet. It's raw, organic, and every known mineral and vitamin in the human body 25 30% complete protein, all the amino acids.
1: Some unknown. Yeah, I was
2: going to say about 10% of it is unknown. Factors XYZ, immortality or long life factors, uh, intelligence increase factors, growth factors, and science hasn't even identified everything in it. And the sugars. The sugars in bee pollen are the original glyconutrients, I believe. It's the nectar of female flowers from the tops of trees. West Australia, one of the cleanest environments on earth. Two different friends of mine independently tested it in the 70s. They tested pollens from around the world. West Australia had the most brilliant pollens in the world, and the jarra pollen in particular was the most brilliant of all the West Australian pollens. Jar is a very rare pollen. only happens every two years if we're lucky. And West Australia has suffered a number of cyclones and eight years of drought. A lot of the beekeepers went out of business from the drought. Forty percent went out of business. So in the seventies when I started importing to America there were fifty to hundred tons of pollen a year. Now we're lucky to get one, three or five tons a year. After years of raw food I discovered bee pollen and that's still the staple of my diet.
1: It's good to have a mouthful, what do you got a mouthful of? Samosa, only the best. Only the best, and you guys were saying that you're from Auckland, we're born in the same hospital, what's your name? That's right, Maria, and I was born in the Howard Hospital, the same as you. And your name? Nicola. I see you at the markets quite often actually, what do you love so much? Like what's the one thing that you love most, apart from the samosas? Everybody that comes here, and the fresh produce.
4: Cauliflower omelettes which is
1: right down the end,
0: but they are happy people.
1: And you guys live in Byron, Heights Byron now? or Seven any? Mile
0: Beach, chinchilla for now. It's plans for
1: the rest of the day? Enjoy the
5: beach. <laughs> beach. I'm on the market now in Byron Bay. Uh, My name is Adrian. I come from Switzerland and travel around with a little motorbike. (laughs) Ah, really? Yes, and um, I make jewelry from coins, from different coins from the world. And now with native flowers from Australia and I look for buyers. Buyers? For um, little money for travel the next days.
1: So how do you put a flower onto a coin?
5: Basically, what are your tricks? The tricks, um, first I press the coin, you know, I press it in a vice, Then I make that. To make like a a hollow? Yes, like a hollow. Then um, I paint one side from the coin with paint, with a color, yes, with different colors. And then I pick some flowers on the nature, press the flowers and dry, and then I glue in and close with reason. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Do you travel around with this kit as well to make this happen?
5: Yes, I have all the stuff on me to make it because it's not so big. I can take the stuff with the motorbike it's possible. Great.
1: Where else have you been on your bike with the jewelry?
5: Just in Australia. It's a big country. <laughs> yes. It's a big country. <laughs> it's not like and Europe. there's lots of flowers. <laughs> yes, yes now it's really nice in the springtime, yes. I look last night the sunset on the lighthouse. It's Really beautiful, yes.
1: (laughs) A late comer to the market. Tell me what you got stuck behind on the
4: way. (laughs) A cattle truck (laughs) from Yeah, And then then that was topped off by Ewingsdale Road. What's the story?
1: What's the story if the West Byron development goes ahead?
4: Oh, gosh, yeah, it was really slow. And what did you come to have a chat about today? The Girl to Women Festival that's happening in January the 18th at Lennox Head Community Centre. I know it's a couple of months off yet but just really wanting to spread the word around um, that festival which is being organised by a bunch of 50 plus volunteers both locally and around Australia. Basically it's a one day event to really just truly represent and respect and celebrate um, the the beauty and grace of girls and young women and to really come together as a community in in celebration of that. The day will have like market stalls where there'll be jewellery and perfume and soaps and various music performances and we've got a true beauty and well-being tent with lots of pampering. But really on centre stage and in the workshop area we're really wanting to talk about a lot of the challenges that girls and young women face. So the various presentations are on what does it mean to build a healthy relationship and friendship, what are some uh, aspects of real role models to, to more meaty topics that are probably less discussed around self-harm and eating disorders which will actually be in a smaller section of the festival for girls who are over 16 and have their parents there as well. So we really want to cater for a broad range of issues as well as really celebrate and and pamper the girls and young women. So
1: the festival is happening in January but these day-to-day issues that girls deal with, how do they get help in the meantime?
4: really good question and part of why we're inviting and really welcoming the whole community from dads, brothers, work colleagues, parents, cousins, everyone, is to really bring that true support and understanding of how we need to nourish and really, really love girls and young women and and really encourage them to value who they are and to cherish themselves. That's a really fundamental thing that we can all do. It's just that acknowledgement that, yes, there are many challenges in the way and we do need to discuss them, but also that how Can we support young girls to really nourish and honour themselves? That's something that they can take into their day-to-day, whatever's coming their way. People might have seen something
0: and wondered what it is, so maybe you could tell us what what it was. (laughs) Okay, sure. If people were wondering why the lighthouse was pink last Friday night well. That was to raise awareness of the local breast cancer support group, what we do, and also to just remind people of early detection, how that's very important for early detection and to follow through with some sort of treatment after that so that you can get rid of the breast cancer and keep on living well. That's why the lighthouse was pink last Friday. Bazinga.